This is Building on the Solid Rock with Pastor Troy Neely of Calvary Chapel, Solid Rock. Let every family find faith in the Father's love. This is where it begins. This is our cry, this is our song, Jesus the way. We find our life in Him. cares about what you think because what you think causes you to make decisions and there's some bad decisions that we make because our mind is is messed up it's corrupted it's we're after the wrong things he said set your mind on things above on heaven on eternal things i will renew you so a true believer doesn't take advantage of the grace of god They are humbled by the grace of God, and they are transformed because of the grace of God. You know, our minds are powerful tools. On one end, our mind can allow us to think of formulas or equations. On another, it can cause immense brokenness in our relationships or even on ourselves. Today, Pastor John tells us that our minds are corrupted and are often after the wrong things. The only way to fix this is by setting your mind and heart on the things above. Fixing your eyes above instead of on earth allows you to be transformed by the grace that God freely gives us on a cross through His Son. Now, here's Pastor Troy in the book of John chapter 13 with today's edition of Building on the Solid Rock. And that's no matter how short or limited your life is. You know, some have a lot of life left and and you grow and you see faith and you see the growth. But what about the thief on the cross? Some like to say, he didn't do anything. But I think he did something great. He put all of his hope in Christ. He did the same thing someone who's young and has plenty of life left to live does. See, think about it. Before, before he put his hope in Christ, the two thieves were among the mockers hurling insults. I always wondered about that. I was like, man, these guys are dying. Why would they hurl insults at him too? Because here's the thing. If you can side with them, maybe they'll have mercy on you. There's a little bit of hope. They have my life in their hands. And so if I jump in there to, yeah, you say you're the king of the Jews, if I side with them, maybe they'll see I'm human. Maybe they'll take a a pity on me. And I put my hope in this and just trying to join in with them. So when he stopped doing that, and he saw this one on the cross who was even more beaten than him, and he says, I believe in you. I want to be in your kingdom with you. He just cut off all hope from the world. He had no hope of anyone bringing him down. I think he did a lot. That's the great work. He's putting your hope in Christ, not in people and not in things. Yeah, the works come, but they're a result of the hope. And yeah, he didn't get to go get baptized, but he would have. And he didn't get to go do great things for the Lord, but he would have because he had his hope in the Lord. And I think that's the biggest work, to put it all right there and in nothing else. He didn't have much life to live 
But what he did live still speaks to this day. The Lord made sure to include it. So, no matter how short or limited that life may be, Jesus has a plan and a purpose for you. We don't retire from the work of God. That's called death. And then we go and we live that life that is so much better than this one. But until then, as long as we have breath, we have a life to live for His glory, to bring Him glory. We have a purpose, and we're missing out if we're not seeking Him for that. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 12 and 13 says, He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. You know, if you've ever been in an airport, you know that there's basically two types of passengers there. There's the confirmed ticketed passenger, and then there's the standby passenger. And if you just look at them, you can kind of tell the difference. Just observing. See, the confirmed ticketed passenger is usually fairly relaxed. They know they got time, so they're uh, listening to their uh, radio or reading a book, listening to music, going away, grabbing something to eat, just sleeping if there's room. But the standby passenger is usually pretty anxious. They're not relaxing. They're trying to, they're, they're there, they're hovering, they're looking at the screen, wondering, asking questions, hoping they'll be on the flight. They want to go to the same place you're going. They're just not sure they'll get to go. That's a miserable life, isn't it? It doesn't have to be that way. Let me ask you this. If you knew by the end of this week you'd be standing before the Lord, if you knew before the end of this week was over that you'd be standing in the presence of the Lord and that division, that dividing line, that here's where you're going to end up, you're right there trying to figure it out, where would you go? Are you confident in that? Are you confident that you would hear, well done, good and faithful servant? Or would you hear, depart from me? I never knew you. I never, not that I didn't know who you are. He knows everyone. But we didn't have a relationship. We, we didn't walk together. You never sought me for anything. I, we don't have a relationship. Do you know what kind of result you would find yourself standing in front of? Situation. If you're not a ticketed, confirmed passenger, let me encourage you. Maybe today is the day you become a ticketed, confirmed, confident passenger. One in whom the Holy Spirit is given, poured into, and your life transformed. Your perspective and your view of everything is changed supernaturally. Because the true and living God has placed His Spirit in you. No more temple that you have to go visit But he is with you. You have become the temple of the living God who will guide you and cleanse you and walk with you and work with you. He loves you. And Jesus died to demonstrate the greatness of that love and the depth of that love. Well, 
Look at verse 37. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. Jesus answered him, will you lay your life down for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. This is actually good news. Your failure is anticipated. Your failure is already known, already anticipated. The Gospel of Mark gives us more information. Mark chapter 14, Jesus actually says, all of you will be made to stumble because of me. Peter chimes in and says, even if all walk away, I will not. And that's where more information brings more clarity. And then Jesus is talking about, before the rooster crows, you're going to die me three times, Peter. He's very emphatic. He thinks he's stronger than he actually is. And of course, we know about his denials, the three denials. Not only that, but there's a a scene where after the rooster crows, Peter catches the gaze and Jesus and Peter make eye contact. I, I don't know how Peter must have felt. But it can't be good. Maybe you felt that way. Maybe you have felt And I've disappointed the Lord. Let me enlighten you. The Lord knows in advance your imperfections. He knows about your failures in advance. And let me um, tie this up and, and put it in a package in a bow for you. Gift wrapped. So you can understand this clearly. Since nothing you ever can do, ever, surprises him because he already knows all of it. That would mean nothing you could ever do can disappoint him. Because he already knows. Let let me put it this way. I'm watching a football game, right? You watch a football game and you're you're going in, you guys are behind, you need a touchdown. Field goal is not going to do it. You've got to go in. There's very limited time. So, you're going down the field, and, and the guy hands it off. And the running back starts to run, and he fumbles it. The other team pounces on it. There's not much time left, and you go, oh, you're disappointed in him. Why? You should have cut there. Oh, his coach was always telling him, carry it like this, carry it like this. Disappointed. I didn't know, man. And now I'm let down, and it's over. But let's say the next play, for whatever reason, miraculously, the quarterback takes it, and I don't know, maybe they want to run the score. I don't know what he's thinking, but he decides instead of trying to end the game, he decides to go for one more. He throws a pass. The defender was ready for it, more ready than the receiver, and the ball bounces. He catches it and miraculously runs it in for a touchdown, and you win the game. That's a miracle. You didn't know that was going to happen. You hinged everything on the fumble. So when I watched the game live, I was so focused on the fumble, man. I was disappointed. I trade the guy. Get rid of this guy. He doesn't listen. But he was also disappointed in himself. He would go off and he didn't know what was coming. But now let's say I take the game and it's on video and I start to watch it. And I watch the game and that same fumble happens. What's my reaction? Is it like, 
oh man, he did it again. Every time I play this, he does it. No, I knew it was going to happen. But you know what I also know? I also know what's coming next. I also know what's going to happen. I know what he's going to do. He's going to go over there. He's going to feel bad. Man, I, my heart goes out to him because I know what I'm doing. He didn't mess up the whole game. I got that. Well, I don't have it, but I know how it turns out. You see, I can't be disappointed by that because it's a replay. I already know how it turns out. In the same way, you can't disappoint the Lord. He knows. Pastor Troy will return soon with the second part of today's message, so be sure to stay tuned. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from Building on the Solid Rock, we invite you to visit our website, buildingonthesolidrock.com. Pastor Troy has been teaching verse by verse through the Bible, and you can listen online to our archive of these messages. You can also download each teaching to listen to later or share with your friends and family. You can even subscribe to Building on the Solid Rock podcast through iTunes. That way, you'll never miss a teaching, and you'll be notified as soon as we make these messages available. Find a link to subscribe when you visit buildingonthesolidrock.com. Now, here's Pastor Troy with the continuation of today's message. Now, where he is grieved, what you can do is he hurts when you hurt. And you hurt when you make the mistakes that he's trying to get you to avoid. And he grieves. And he hurts. He doesn't want you hurting. He wants you to walk through the life the right way. And he knows the pains are going to come, some not of your making. And he wants to be there. But your failure... Is anticipated. He already knows. In fact, he died so that you might be able to move on from them. You don't have to sit there and, and wallow in them. Oh, I, I messed up, man. I can't. No, no. I died for that. I saw it coming. Now, let's get out of this. You're, you're not useful to anybody. Let's move forward. You come. You confess. You let me know. I know it's there, but I want you to recognize it. This is how we got into this mess. Like the running back. Your coach kept telling you, when you go into those holes, when you take that cut, and you didn't, now you learned your lesson. Let's move forward. we got a game to play. we got more seasons. Jesus died so that we wouldn't take it casually, but so that we could move forward. And what's so... This grace, it's very humbling and life-transforming when it's received. It's not something to be abused. See, some will say, well, people will trample on the grace of God. No, not a believer. Not somebody who locks gaze with the Lord. Not that person. Not a real believer. They don't trample on grace. The rest of the people, they might. Someone who's not a genuine believer might. See, I don't believe in you can be saved, lose it. Oh, you're saved. Oh, oh, oh. Because I believe Jesus sees what happens at the end of your life. You're going to, at the end of your life, you're either saved or you're not. And he sees that. I don't believe he's toying with us here. All right, I'm going to give you salvation, even though I'm going to lose it here and die unsaved. I'm going to give it to you here. Um, he knows at the end. And so he knows all of that. He even knew before you gave your life to the Lord because he sees all of that. So that's why you hear from him a lot before then. 
Because he knows. And he loves you. He cares about what you think. Because what you think causes you to make decisions. And there's some bad decisions that we make because our mind is, is messed up. It's corrupted. It's, we're after the wrong things. He said, set your mind on things above, on heaven, on eternal things. I will renew you. So a true believer doesn't take advantage of the grace of God. They are humbled by the grace of God, and they are transformed because of the grace of God. Peter will become a great leader in the early church, a bold proclaimer of truth, and he will eventually die for his faith. We can look back upon church history and see that now. One of those changes in him was the Holy Spirit, right? That's the key right there. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he could live the life he was called to and even die the, the death for, as a result of following Jesus. But I think there was also something else, because God's always working on our will. And I think it was this failure here that would help Peter in the future, too. I bet Peter thought, I never want to experience this again. I I never want to feel like I just felt. He said it. I did it. I thought I would never do that. I don't want to feel that way again. I've disappointed or I've let down. He didn't because the Lord knew that. But that's what Peter was taking upon himself. Now, Peter's own resolve would never allow him to do all that he did. Um, The Holy Spirit is essential, critical. But you have to admit, our will is a big factor in what we choose to do. Our willingness, what we're motivated by. See, whenever we begin to let God have our will, we need help. We need help. See, when I do things my way, it'll make a mess of everything, but it's my way. Nobody does my way better than me. So I'm going to do it my way, and I'll make certain friends and certain enemies, and that's just the way it is. You've got to like me for who I am. I don't care about the world. But that's not the attitude of Christ. He loved the world. And he said, I want you to die to yourself and live the way I want you to. Stop living for you and live the way I want you to. It'll be hard, so hard, that I'm going to send you me, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to live in you, to help guide you, and to to instruct you, and to encourage you. We're told not to grieve the Holy Spirit. To grieve the Holy Spirit is to, he's guiding, he's leading, and you're going, I don't want to do that, not doing that. We could do, we could be serving. You're going to have so much pain. That's okay. I'm going to, in my will, I don't want to. I want to protect me. I want to protect number one. If I do that, I could get hurt. If I, if I do that, people might not like me. And that grieves the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit of God wants your best. Once you have everything God wants for you. Because the Holy Spirit of God, God, understands you have a purpose and you're not full and you're not complete apart from that purpose. God is merciful. God loves you. Yes, you. Doesn't matter what you've ever done. God knows about it. And he will forgive you and cleanse you 
and allow you to come as close to him as anybody. Now, our life will change. He'll start to, um, well, he'll start to be a part of it. It can almost seem like butting in. <laughs> you know, I want to do the old things I used to do. And the Lord's like, hey, do you think that's the wisest thing? Uh, where'd that come from? Well, I'm in your life now. And you sure that's going to be all that much fun? I know. I experienced that early on as a Christian, doing, trying to go back to old ways and do old things. And, well, Jesus is pretty serious about, we got, we got a plan. We got a purpose. And that he will never leave us or forsake us. Don't think that you have to come perfect. I got to get cleansed. I got to be cleaned up. I got to be perfect before I can come. Don't think that. Because Jesus said, come to me, all you who are, well, worn out. You're tired. You're beat up. You're carrying too much weight. You're trying to fix things you can't fix. He said, you guys come to me and I'll give you rest. And I'll take that load, but I'm going to give you my load, my burden. My burden is light. It's easy. See, his is one step at a time, one thing at a time. And one of the things that gets in the way, we start crossing the line on what's his and ours. He gives us one step, one thing. Hey, go apologize. Go do And then we start going, well, well, what if, what if, what if? And he's like, hey, that's not your lane. That's my lane, not your lane. I just told you to do the thing. What everybody does with it doesn't matter. This is me and you. Let's do this. You just do your part. You be faithful. Yeah, but what if, what if? No, that's mine. Don't take that on yourself. Not the what ifs. All the what ifs belong to the Lord. Our part is simple. One little step. He'll say, hey, I just want you to do this. I just want you to tell your mom you love her. Or go straight home instead of stopping off at the bar. I want you to do that. Can you do that? I can do that, but what if? No, no. Just one step at a time. That's how the Lord lovingly leads us. If you don't seek him, you don't hear those things. But if you seek him, I guarantee you'll start to hear those things. One step at a time. If things don't go the way you thought, that's okay. You were wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Just keep following the Lord. Because at some point, things will become clear to you. You'll see more clearly. Right now, you don't. We all like do-overs, right? Even as kids. Do-over. Bad kick. You know, throw the ball. Do-over. Golf. (laughs) Do-over. Mulligan. Well, we like those, but so does Jesus. He loves a brand new start. He loves giving that, and he loves taking the weight off of your shoulders. He loves it, and he's willing to do that, allowing you to breathe. He wipes the the slate clean. So today, if you've never, ever believed in Jesus Christ for who he is as your personal Lord and Savior, And you hear him calling to you this morning, making himself real to you. Maybe this is the day you should respond. Maybe that's your one step. Maybe you've, uh, you you gave your life to the Lord, but you've wandered way off and you almost can't even hear him anymore. It's just such a silent, distant voice. And he's saying, I want to get all that out of the way. I want to get rid of all those weights that, that are so heavy for you. And I want you to run unhindered the race that I've set before you. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Maybe he's calling to you this morning also. 
Or maybe you just need prayer. You hear the Lord, but you go, Lord, I need your help. I hear you, but I need help. Then this invitation is for you also. Pastor Troy has been teaching through the Gospel of John here on Building on the Solid Rock. Different than other gospel books, John introduces his book by going further back than when Jesus was born as a baby. He delved into the very nature of God and solidified throughout his writing that Jesus was the Son of God. This backdrop gives you a different insight into Jesus as a man as he lived here on earth. It's no wonder that the book of John includes so many miracles, because it's evidence that only God could do such things. If you're curious to hear more of the teachings from this book, visit our website at buildingonthesolidrock.com. You can listen online or download the message to share with others. If you've been encouraged by today's message, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to send us an email through our website, buildingonthesolidrock.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Troy next time as he continues in the book of John on Building on the Solid Rock. Let the light of Christ shine as we grow in.